uh, Red Letter Hymnal. And so say hello to them. Hey, everybody. All right. Um, So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, and then we'll open it up for you guys to have, uh, if you have any questions for them. And so be thinking of those as we we talk. So uh, could you guys, first let's let's introduce yourselves and um, maybe tell us where, what your name is and where you're from. (laughs) I am Brad. I play the guitar and sing and do a little bit of keyboard, but mainly on stage I just sing. And so I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so not too far. Yeah. Uh, I'm Spencer. I play guitar and I rap, and I'm from Tampa, Florida. Yes. All right. Um, tell us a little bit about how Red Letter Hymnal came together. We got Pittsburgh and Florida. So mm-hmm. how did you guys yeah. get together to form this? Well, uh, Spencer's pretty pretty new at the band. Two two years you've been two in years the band. in. So about four or five years ago, the band uh, we actually came out of a praise band from our church, um, from our youth group. Um, and so this band is really birthed out of our church, which um, there's two other guys in Red Letter Hymnal um, that couldn't be here um, for this time. But uh, we all go to the same church. We're all birthed out of that praise band. Um, we all learned a lot at our church to be able to do what we're doing now and travel around and do things. Um, so we're really uh, just grateful and we love our church and just they support us and do so much. But um, really, we were the worship band there and then we just started writing our own songs um, from there, we had done a, a cover of a worship song. Uh, have you guys heard the song, One Thing Remains at all? Yeah. So we did a cover song of that, and it, uh, it went viral. It's, you know, almost 800,000 views. And so we're like, yeah, yeah, on YouTube. And um, then we did uh, a God's Not Dead cover and stuff like that, which was really successful too. So we really started to go in like an electronic music direction, and that kind of really birthed what we're doing now. Um, and that was the beginnings of everything. And then uh, two years ago, me and Spencer met. Uh, you moved from Florida to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And you tell them a little I bit about I meandered up to Pittsburgh. Meandered. Um, I, I was working with a touring ministry called the Silver Ring Thing. And they're based in Pittsburgh. And it's a sexual abstinence program. It travels at, um, for nine months out of the year and goes to different churches, venues. And, and they, it's a concert-style event. And they're based in Pittsburgh. And I was the creative director. I'd been doing music my whole life since I was like 11, in and out of bands and all that stuff, uh, making my parents mad, playing way too loud, way too late. Um, but I was, I, I got off their touring team, and I ended up uh, being on staff there, and I ended up going to Christ Church. And uh, I knew when, when I was finding roots coming up from Florida, I wanted a, a church that I would be able to use music to serve the, the, the church. And so I met with the pastor. And he brought Brad, and it just kind of naturally happened like that. Yeah, it was just it was a, it was a super rad opportunity to do that, um, and because I actually got saved through playing music, and I knew um, you know if this is where I'm going to plant my roots, I'm going to invest. I want to invest my my life, my family's life, and my talents back into it, and that actually led to you guys were looking for a guitar player, yeah. and I was like, I can do that. Yeah, turns out. Yeah. Which is ironic because it's the same way that I got led to Christ because I got some crazy lady in a, a shop that, a uh, sandwich shop I was at in California at the time. I was living in San Francisco. She came in and she's like, you look new here. Do you, do you, do you go to church? I'm like, ma'am, this is a really uncomfortable conversation to be having at my job. I don't go to your work and ask you questions. All right. And she handed me a card and, and I don't know why I went, but I went. And um, the church was just like, hey, we're looking at guitar. We need a guitar player. I'm like. I can do that. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So. That's good. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, yes. Now and then we became best friends, and we have a secret handshake. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Which uh, it's secret, so we can't show you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So we really, me and you, connected musically, like right off the bat. We we're like on the same page as far as like the vision for what we wanted to do with music. And he, you were doing a solo project at the time, and so I helped him out in the studio with that. And um, then from that, we were just like, you know what? Why, why not just do this together? You know what I mean? Um, so that was really, um, I, what is it, two years, a year and a half ago, me and yeah. you started writing our new album. And um, yeah, so this, this new album that we just came out with was a, a, a two-person effort, whereas the first one uh, was kind of my solo project with um, the other guys helping out live. Um, but this album is really more of a band thing um, and, and really more um, everybody doing things in community, writing the songs together as co-writers. So. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the new album? It's called Coastal Kids. Yeah. And so uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how did you get the name for that? Yeah. Well, Pittsburgh um, is clearly their influence. <laughs> clearly on the coast, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the irony of it is that so we started writing. Yeah, we started writing. She's not wrong. Right, right? yeah. <laughs> Three rivers that you have to cross 19 times to go anywhere. <laughs> they use them bridges, okay? Is um, anyone from Pittsburgh here? No? Okay. All right. <laughs> sure so, so we can be mean. About it. So we can be extra mean to Pittsburgh. Um, but was the irony is we wrote it in January. Yeah. I remember being in the studio looking out, seeing snow, writing a song about the beach. And I'm like, I left Florida for this. For this. <laughs> yeah. but this is who I am now. Yeah, this is who I am now. <laughs> but the, the title, Coastal Kids, actually, it has a lot more to do with um, our faith in God than it does uh, geographical location. It's a, like a spiritual coast. Yeah, there was there was this moment, because what happened was, Red Letter Hymnal was just kind of this thing that we did for fun on the side, and it, it, be, it just it started growing beyond what we could commit to. And Brad and I have always had the dream, I don't know if any of you guys are any musicians, or have a dream that you've um, just had since you were a kid. You're like, man, I just feel happiest, or I feel complete when I'm doing this and music was that for us and growing up you get a lot of people saying oh cool but what's your plan b not fail that's the plan b <laughs> like plan b plan, plan b is to make plan a work you know and um lord help yeah there was it was that and we had this saying in the studio we're like dude we want um we want to be in a place where we've given everything we've got and i want to be in a place where after that we would still fail if god didn't show up like, we, we, we wouldn't be completely dependent. And so in the process of, of talking about making this record, uh, I quit my job as a creative director. Um, my wife was like, yeah, you should do this. And I was like, okay, I'm, you said it. I can, I'm going. If All your right. wife's on board. Yeah, that was hey. it. Yeah, if your wife's, it ain't real unless your wife's on board. That's right. Um, and um, so it, it was one of those things that's like I, we've both tried doing that in our lives. We really feel like God call, like is calling us to do this. And we, we've each tried separately in our lives to pursue it and failed in various different bands. Um, and it was one of those things. I'm like, all right, yo, I just, I feel like weird things. You ever have that guy call you to something and you're like, all right, you start stepping out in faith and weird things happen. Like someone just give you a van. Yes, <laughs> like which, just, which happened. Yeah, someone so. just give you a $30,000 van and say, hey, man, go for it. Like, and you're like. Okay, just keep walking out there. Yeah, yep. and just just, just oh, doors that don't make sense opening, right? right. And, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep, keep going. And so we really, um, we formed this, this word picture, this image of a bunch of just children standing on a coast, looking out at the ocean and thinking, I think I can do this. You know, I think we're going to do this. And it was this 
innocence versus this yeah. completely unconquerable thing. But the thing is that we serve a God whose children by faith can walk on the water. Mm. So we literally feel like right now we're walking across the water because in the past 10 months, this is what's happened to us. Literally 10 months ago, we were like, God's like, okay, I want you to write an album. And we're like, God, there's no time, there's no money, <laughs> and then how are we going to go on tour with it? Our vehicle had just, um, we weren't able to use it anymore, the vehicle that we had. Um, and so It quit the band. Yeah, in, in that 10-month yeah. period, um, we started writing the album, and we did a Kickstarter, and our fans actually funded the entire album for us, which we were so humbled by that the fact that God um, put that on people's hearts to do that. Um, so that really was a huge blessing to us, and that encouraged us, and we just kept writing and doing the album, and then we started booking shows without having a way to get there, <laughs> so it was like, even Creation Festival, we're like, we're playing on the West Coast, too, and across the country, and we got shows in Tennessee, and like, all st stuff along the way, and it, yeah. but we're like, we have no way to get there. Lord, you're gonna have to show up, and um, God puts it on this guy's heart that Spencer knows um, to buy us a $35,000 12-passenger van, um, to, and we, it was totally unexpected. One day he calls you up on the phone. He's like, uh, my car guy's on the phone. Uh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> it was, he was, he's just a it's believer crazy. of, of what we, I've been involved in the past. He, he was a fan of the solo project. He had, I used to travel and, and present the gospel and, uh, a message I gave one time was just, it really, him and I had the same kind of story growing up and it really connected with him and we just bonded and had a, a really, um, awesome friendship. And he's like, man, I want to. I want to help any way I can. I was like, well, I'm like, and I, it was one of those, all right, whatever, I'll just throw this out there. That ain't never going to happen. You ain't, ain't nobody going to buy you a car, right? I was like, well, the thing is right now, the thing we're struggling with is like we need to figure out a way to get these guys to these locations so we can present this album that we feel God gave to us because yeah. like it's, it's beyond our talent level, I feel. It was one of those things that like you got excited for it. Like we were fans of it first because we just felt like it was given to us. And um, he's like, all right. And then the next week, he, it was like, hey, uh, this, this is Mike. Connect with Mike. He'll take care of the van. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I've never been in this situation before. <laughs> and, and the album's been out for literally a week so far. And already we've had these awesome stories. Like uh, one of the songs in the album is about um, a husband and wife. And the husband's wife gets Alzheimer's disease. Um, and there's a, the twist in the story where the part is the husband's taking care of his wife, even though she can't give him anything back. Um, and we had played that song for our church as an offertory, and a guy came up to me in tears afterwards, and he's like, you know, my wife just got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Um, he's like, that song really helped encourage me um, and, and kind of gave me a call for, um, you know, so God's using it already within the week that it's been out. Um, right. And then the other, um, th there's been some other stories, too, of people coming up. Um, there's one story that deals with cutting um, you know, a lot of teenagers uh, cutting their arms and stuff. And um, I had a, a girl come up to me and say, you know, I, I'm going through this right now. And this song's really helping me. Um, and so we're seeing fruit from it already, which is awesome. Um, so we're just really excited about what God's going to do with it because it's way beyond us. Like like Spencer said, the reason we called it Coastal Kids, the new album, is because we're just like a little kid on the coast. God's calling us the other side, but we can't get across that ocean unless he shows up. Mm -hmm. And he's showing up and he's doing really cool things in our yeah, band. Yeah, and I think... and. I, like the image of just like children was something that was super powerful because we really felt helpless in writing it. It was one of the, and a lot of times Brad has a three-year-old son named Zeke that was in the studio a lot with us. And it was yeah. cool because like you'd watch him just fall over because he was walking in circles. And it's like, he's completely helpless. Like he's completely, you know, helpless. And that, a lot of times that's how we felt. Like it's not even like, oh, we have a boat and we can kind of navigate it. God, calm the waters. Right. It's like, homie, I can't swim. It's, right. I, I can't. No, I've never even seen a boat, and you're calling me to that over there. 
okay. Right. And he says, walk. I'm like, okay, well, I know that. I know you have to swim. I know that much, right? Yeah. So um, it was, it, it's just a humbling thing. It's, it's, and we tackled a lot of topics on this record, like stuff like that, because a lot of us, both of Brad and I have stories where we went through a lot of that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of that kind of stuff. And you guys as youth leaders, I'm sure you guys are on the front lines. You guys deal with these things that are still prominent in the church. And so often, I think, um, when we hear in, in the Christian realm, you hear that our, the testimony is, my life was garbage, Jesus, and now I'm good. And that, that's, a lot of people don't experience that. A lot of 15-year-old kids don't get that. And the reality of it is, is my life was garbage, then Jesus, and now it's worth it. And now these battles I fight are worth it. Now your life has purpose. Now your life has meaning. And we really, I know I personally battle with that a lot, especially with the cutting thing. And, and we wanted to be as honest as we can with it. And so it was terrifying kind of releasing that kind of stuff because you don't hear it a lot. I mean, yeah. on, you know, contemporary Christian music, but we just, it just it was on our hearts. So. Yeah. I, I think all throughout this too, just, you know, the youth culture was, was on our hearts a lot because um, I know, uh, and this is a thank you to you guys that are working in the church. Um, I'm a product of my youth leader simply saying, hey, you play guitar, would you join the worship band? And that's what it took for me to start getting connected with other kids. Um, and then it was one thing that led to another. Because I, I came into the youth group and literally I used to be, um, back then it was goth. So it was like, I, I was hey, like, I look different than hey, every other youth group kid there. Hey, bro, right? this is a safe spot. You wear makeup? Come on. <laughs> You got the eyeliner, nail the polish, guy liner. nail polish. That's right. it. I did the guy liner. I'm not ashamed. Guy liner. I'm saved by grace. Saved by <laughs> saved grace. Saved by grace. <laughs> um, anyway, so like, my youth pastor saw me, and he didn't like you know shy away just because I looked different, you know, because I was. Um, he said, "Hey, why don't you why don't you join this? Why don't you come a part of this?" And he started to mentor me and do Bible studies and just invested in my life. He's actually coming tomorrow. Um, we become best friends. So this is twenty, maybe twenty, maybe seventeen years later. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, 17. But uh, he's actually coming to see us tomorrow. Uh, we've become best friends because, you know, simply he just, he, he uh, discipled me, you know, and that discipling changed my life. And so it's people like you that we just, we really appreciate you and we really appreciate what you're doing with the youth. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say better than that, brother. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we... Uh, why don't we open it up to you guys, and I have some backup questions if we can't think of any, but do you guys have any questions for them that you'd like to know about anything at all? Don't be shy. <laughs> yes. I'm always writing music, so if I hear a phrase or, like, a group of words that I'm like, oh, this could be an interesting lyric or spawn an idea, like, I take out my phone and I write it in my re reminders or notes, and um, I'm always writing songs. I'm always on the lookout, or, like, maybe I'll hear a sermon, and I'll be like, oh, i got to put those words into song. Um, actually, one of our one of yeah, our that songs is that. Yeah. That happened a lot on this album. Like, these, these are songs based on a sermon somebody gave at our church or a youth retreat we were playing or something. Um, so I'm always writing songs like that. Um, musically, this is the first time I've ever co-written with somebody, which I will say this, everything is better done in community. <laughs> it's like I did the first album as, as more like a solo project, and the guys went on the road live with me and, and played my solo project, but we called it Red Letter Hymnal. But this is more of a band effort, a community effort, and I know I, I just feel like the songs are better because we were able to sharpen one another 
and challenge each other with the lyrics too. Like, hey, does this, is this theologically accurate? Uh, th- does this sound good? <laughs> you know? Um, so we really co-wrote. Um, we also passed a lot of files back and forth on Dropbox and stuff. And like, hey, what do you think of this song? Or what do you think of this as a chorus? Um, so we passed stuff like that along. Um, but really, Spencer would come over, and we really were treating it like a job. You know, it's like, hey, come over for four hours every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and let's let's just write songs, um, see what we come up with. And I think we wrote probably about 35 songs for this album and narrowed it down to, like, 11. You know, and they, they were incomplete songs. We could feel that maybe it, the song wasn't necessarily going somewhere, but there was a cool part. So we, we do have some stuff on the back burner for next time, but um, we narrowed it down to 11 out of about 30-some songs. Yeah, the process was very rewarding for for me personally because Brad has like a master's degree in what? Just the instrument of guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so as a writer, I'm self-taught, and as a writer, I, I write very cinematically, and um, I, I, I want to see it. I remember saying things. I'm like, dude, I need this to feel like this, and I would just describe a room down to the color of the tile. Like, I need it to feel, when you hear this, I want it to feel like you're walking into this place. And Brad just, you know, just versed in music theory would know, like, okay, well, the, you know, this key is very, w- w- you know, make you feel this thing yeah, or the other I, thing. I kind of see colors of different keys. Like, if you say the key of C major, it just feels mm-hmm. like yellow and bright and sunshiny to me. If you say E minor, it feels kind of like dark brown, like black. And it's kind of like, I, I get these senses of, like, what... A mood is that uh, that a song creates or something like yeah. that. But then we took it beyond the colors and we were like, "Hey, I want this to sound like a summer festival. I want this right. to sound like you're on the beach. I want this to sound yeah. like you're, it you know, super, here or there." Yeah, it was super super rewarding. Because anytime I would write before, I would I, you just hit a wall. You're like, okay, and then you can't trust yourself because you've heard it so much. Right. And every time I would hit that wall. Brad would be like, what about this? I'm like, thank God that you're here. And vice versa, yeah. too. I, I would hit a wall with stuff, and Spencer would be like, well, he just thinks differently than I do, and I think differently than him. And so we really enhanced each other as songwriters, I think. All right, well, last one up here. What uh, has been your favorite moment of your entire career thus far? Which is a big span of time to think through, but yeah. go ahead and think through it. <laughs> moment I mean I, I, I this is going to sound biased because we're at the creation festival but uh, two years ago we did the talent um, contest and um, we yeah, but tell that story though What's like that? how you got even to there um, that noise is crazy with the, the online stuff or? no just even sitting there and like praying to God like yo gotta be dope if you did this and yeah. he's like pfft Okay, yeah, I'm going to back oh, up. The first player. time I was at, at Creation Festival, I was sitting right out there in that yard, and I said, Lord, if any way I could ever play a stage like this, could you make it happen? Um, and in that moment, I didn't feel anything special or anything like that. But three years later, we entered this music contest, and um, we played, and we ended up winning the contest, which I, I was like, didn't think we were going to win it. There was a lot of great bands up there, um, but we ended up winning it, and we ended up getting to play the fringe stage and the main stage, and then the following year, we got a full set on the main stage, and now we're back again. So it's like God did that threefold. <laughs> it's like he didn't just let it happen once. And, and beyond that, he's just been um, just uh, widening our territory. We've been getting to play a lot of really cool venues in front of a lot of cool 
open for some really cool bands and stuff like that. And God's just really blessing us for whatever reason. We just, yeah, <laughs> we're just grabbing blessings. <laughs> That's an inside joke because we would say in the studio, we're just a couple of dummies grabbing blessings. Yeah, right. And then we made a song about it because yeah. that's what yeah. we did. So we won't sing it it's for you. It's a secret song, it's, so you can hear it. It goes along with a handshake. Um, it, and it's, it, it it's, would just embarrass us. It's if you terrible. Did it. Yeah, it's terrible. But my favorite moment, I don't know, has anything to do with like a show or event. I think this is probably the um, coolest thing that God's let me do musically. Um, but I think the coolest moment for me was so my parents live in Florida. My mom, my stepdad, and uh, my mom got remarried when I was six. So my stepdad got to watch my entire life happen. And again, playing music, making them angry. I don't know if you have anybody has kids with teenage kids playing music. You get it. Um, and you know, I was in the bands like My Chemical Romance and like Fall Boy. So they didn't believe like my music was music. They're like, "That's garbage. Play some Zeppelin." Right. My, my stepdad doesn't talk like that, but that's my go-to. Um, so South Florida, man, come on. All right. Um, so. Yeah, but, um, the coolest moment for me was they, my mom and my stepdad actually drove up. They're here somewhere. Um, and they drove That's up cool. and they came up a day early and um, watched us practicing at the practice space. And my stepdad was like, like teary eyed. And I was like, I'm going to start crying, man. Here we go. All right. Um, but it was one of those moments that it just felt like. Every, every man wants to hear their father say, like, I'm proud of you. And, yeah, he didn't say it. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, a, he's a very southern man. I, mean, I know that he is. He said it before. But it was one of those moments where he was looked at, and he was a fan of the band, not because I was in it, but just, like, I actually like it. It was one of those moments that, like, dang, Spence, you're actually going to do this. Okay. That, that dream that isn't just garbage. It's, and it was just a really cool moment of just, like, yeah, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, so that was the coolest moment for me. It's like there's, there's dreams God puts in your heart. Sometimes they just, they won't let go. Because a lot of times I've given up. I've been like, God, I'm too this or I'm too that. Or there's a reason why I can't do this or a reason why I could, this could never happen. Um, but time after time, God just keeps showing up and doing impossible things. Um, and so I'm just, I'm learning to walk by faith more and more as I just walk with the Lord. And All right, do you think of any questions out there? Yeah, my wife and my two kids are here. We actually just had a, a little boy. He's two months old, so he's going to come. We're going to try and keep him out of the sun. But uh, he's got uh, robot ears. Yeah, he's got those headphones that little kids have, which are super cute. Um, yeah, so they, they are here. Um, they are, Our van allows for them to travel with us whenever they can, but um, we're probably going to wait a little bit before the little guy travels with us. But um, uh my second, or our first child, he's, he's a little bit older, so he could come with just dad on trips and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so we're excited. Yeah, my wife's a tour manager for a living. She does it for a different organization. So anytime that she's free, she demands, you know, that helm of the ship. So, um, yeah, she's a beast in the lobby, man. So, yeah, she's tough. She's, yeah, she don't play. Um, but it keeps us in line, yeah. too. Pretty well. Oh, yeah, she does. She's like, y'all need to stop playing. Hurry up, tear down. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the Red Letter family is one big family. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel like Zeke's, like, what if Brad's not around, like, I'm, I get, like, protected pseudo Your Uncle dad Spence. Uh, Your Uncle, Uncle Spence, Spence, man. Don't, don't, don't play with Uncle Spence. Yeah, we're just, we're, 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 tough, we're really tight-knit. I mean, it's, it's, we're great friends, which is awesome. And, I mean, I think that carries on to stage, too. It's just, like, um, 
you know, we hang out together when we're not doing music, watching movies or whatever. Um, you know, Zeke comes over and does video game nights at oh, your house. And like, Hello, yeah, it's good. All right, just in case anybody know, doesn't know, how did you come up with the name Red Letter Hymnal? Yeah, um, that one's uh, pretty easy. You guys know of the Red Letter Bibles. Um, all the words of Jesus were in red in the Bibles. Um, and then a hymnal is just a collection of songs. So it was kind of, I chose the name a while back, um, and it's just kind of a reminder to me to say, like, I want to write songs that with the word of God at the core of it. I want to test our lyrics against the word of God. I want to test what we're, how we're living and, and what this band's doing against the word, because Jesus is the word of God. And so it's just a roundabout way to remind myself, like, hey, this is the vision. This is the focus. Let's write an awesome collection of songs that point back to the word. Um, so that's, that's our prayer. And we really, we, we had our pastor check our theology of this album, like all, all these different things, because we really think that's super important um, that we're, we're putting truth in people's ears. And so that's what it means. Gonna keep looking out here. <laughs> is it weird? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it weird when you're sitting in the audience and you're like, okay, I mean, this is pretty cool, but you don't really have anything to, to ask? Is it weird when it's like that awkward silence, like, all right, so none of you guys care, huh? <laughs> is that weird? Because you're all just hanging out, you're enjoying it. I'm, I'm sure, I hope, uh, maybe, all right? But you haven't left yet, right? So, but it just, you don't have, is that awkward? Is this awkward? All right. Raise your hand yeah. if we're being awkward. Right, exactly. <laughs> She's honest. <laughs> right. How many of you, is this your first time at Creation? Right on. Okay, so a couple of first times. Uh, so mostly everybody's veterans, huh? Awesome. I've never been to Northeast. I did Northwest last year. Okay. This is a whole new animal. Wow. Yeah. Are you guys from the like, surrounding states, or is, who's come from far? Let's do that game. Who's come from the farthest? Outside of state, outside of PA. Who came from outside of PA? Okay. All right, where are you from? West Virginia, where are you from? New York. Where are you from in the back? Connecticut. Connecticut. I don't know. I'm from Florida. We stop at Georgia. I don't know what the Northeast is. <laughs> where are you from? Yeah. New Jersey. Jersey. My so I think you win, right? Connecticut. Connecticut wins. Connecticut. Nice. What's you. your name? Sam. Sam from Connecticut yeah. wins. What do you say? India. Okay, he wins. He, he wins. wins. Let him know he won something. That guy wins. He can, he can pick up the high five over at the Red Letter Himmel merch table. <laughs> India. Yeah, India. On, Can't top that. What, are you going to halfway around the world? Can't get even to if India. you pass it, you're going to come back and you'll be closer. Can't get to India in a van. Right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. So. Lord, you're going to have to show up and get us an airplane. Right. Yeah, right. Sorry, man. I can't. That's funny. All right. Do you have any more questions for them? Before you continue, I don't want, I know yeah, we're kind of like trampling on the parade here, I mean, but uh, I don't, I mean, I don't mm. how many of job. you uh, work for like uh, as a youth volunteer, like with your youth group? Anybody? Okay. Awesome. I do well, the youth band at our church and um, that is probably the most rewarding thing because they don't need me there. So they like want an adult there, but they're so gifted that it's like, I feel like this is pointless. You guys know more than me, um, but it's, it's so, it, man, I to see a group of 17-year-old kids be completely sold out on fire for the Lord. I just sit there like an envy. I'm like, I wish I had that at 17, man. Like I just 
I get, man, it, it's it's so rad. So thank you guys for doing that for real. Yeah, and I, I really want to encourage you guys. Like a lot of times, because I've worked with our youth group too, a lot of times it feels like it's just going nowhere. Sometimes you just feel like, oh, man, this kid's just never going to get it. But those seeds get in kids' hearts. And I have stories, you know, 20, 30 years later of somebody's like, this was said to me in a youth group and it never let me go. Or, you know, um, Sometimes God lets people go out into the world to discover how to do it wrong so they come back to Christ, you know, later on. So a lot of times you don't see the fruit, but be encouraged that, you know, God is moving and God is using you guys. And uh, we're, we're a product of it, you know. Um, Directly. Like right. just two dudes who, I mean, I had a, a man that showed me what it means to be a man of God. I'd never seen that. My parents got divorced when I was four. My, parent, my mom got remarried when I was six. And, you know, it's just stepdad. It's weird. You, got, you know, there's like a, there's a buffer year, you know, and then you're a teenager and you hate everything. So you're definitely not, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it wasn't until I graduated and, and got saved to where, you know, you have that conversation where you thank them for all that stuff. Yeah. But direct result of, of somebody looking at someone that, that didn't belong here, right. that legit, like, against the system. I was a violent child. Yeah. Okay. I was just angry. I was just, I had a hot temper. And it, I made youth group difficult. Like, I'm, when I entered the church, the people just go, oh, here comes Spencer. <laughs> interesting, interesting. You still, okay, well, th- thanks. You Lord. deal with them. Right, exactly. He's giving me cards, the church is down the street, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but one dude entered the fray and fought with it, man. And this is the fruit of my life. Now I have a, a, a beautiful marriage that I don't deserve and we've staked a claim in our lives saying, you know, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And me and my wife are running after that. And it's gener- and she has the same story, generational curse broken because somebody said, I'm going to go into that. So please, I, I know you guys might hear it a lot. You might even hear it a lot this weekend. I pray that you just maybe just take a time and let the words really settle on you. What you're doing legitimately has eternal effect and we're two products of it. You yourself might be. You know, just please fight for the perspective, man. Right. Super important. Yeah, a lot of times the kid, you just, you, it just looks like you're never going to get through. Um, I remember my mom, I was 15, walking into high school, and she was looking at how I was dressed and how I was acting, and she knew everything, and she's like, just said a prayer, God, somehow, save him. God, somehow. And I would never listen to what my parents said, but the youth leader, somehow he had something that, like, my parents were saying the same exact thing as the youth leader, but somehow the, when the youth leader was saying it, I listened. Um, and so Did he have a backwards hat on? Was he cool? He was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, was, he wasn't that cool. And that, that's, a, that's the thing. He didn't have to be. I don't know. He just, he just loved on me. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's all it took. But, um, you know, God can just really use you in, in ways that you never thought possible. And just be encouraged, I think, is, is the message. Any other questions out there? Yes, I can't hear. Gotcha. Wait, what?
That's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, and this answer might not be popular, but I believe it. Um, I, I would encourage that student to um, get some godly, one, you have to honor your parents. I'm going to lay that down. That's yeah, honor your father. I didn't write that. You got a problem with that? Take it up with old big guns, okay? Um, <laughs> but the reality is, I, I would encourage that student to to get some godly men and women in their lives. If if it's you, I'll get some godly women there in in your life that that their faith is so evident it's unfair. You know what I mean? Those kind of people and and develop like continue to grow in your wisdom and discernment of what your calling is because I think a lot of times. Um, in my experience, uh, growing up, you, you might have, and I'm not saying this is you, I'm just laying this down, but you have a desire to, you think, well, as a Christian, my job has to be in ministry, in, in ministry, and it as a profession, and uh, God calls plumbers. You feel me? You know what I mean? And uh, it, he's not, uh, you know, he ain't going to fix just Christian pipes. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? So, and God might have that call in your life um, when as long as you are in your parents' house, you I mean you got it's you follow the rule, and God's going to honor that. Hands down, God's not going to be like, "Hey, I called you here, but your parents are doing this. What's the deal? Pick one." Like, <laughs> not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to contradict himself. Um, but I think a lot of times what happens is, and this happened to me we're very young, um, is is as we're developing, grow in wisdom because it's very difficult to understand God's call in your life. It can be very difficult. To understand, I can't tell you how many people I've encountered my age and, and, and different students I've worked with and say, man, God's calling me to do this. And next month, yo, man, he called again. I'm going somewhere else. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, that's you're going to use up all them anytime minutes, brother. You know what I mean? And, and there's nothing wrong with, with navigating that, but, but find that, I would say, you know, honor your parents through that and continue to grow in your wisdom and discernment and God's call in your life. Yeah, just stay in the word as much as possible because that's how God speaks to us and just make sure you're hearing him um, because sometimes, you know, honestly, our hearts, um, the Bible says our hearts are um, twisted, you know, like who can know the human heart, you know, sometimes you can trick yourself into thinking something's God's will because you really want it to be. Um, but I think when you stick close with Christ and you're in his word every day and you're obeying him in the little things um, and you know, you're, you're just seeking Christ and his will for your life prayerfully as well. I think those things, God's going to lead you along the way. Because I didn't know I'd be doing this or be a worship leader at a church. I just, at first, God was just like, go to music school. And I was like, okay, I'll go to music school, or but there's no money in music. Like, what am I going to do with a music degree? And God's like, go to music school. And the reason I knew he, he was saying go to music school was because I had multiple people in my life confirming what God was telling me through his word and through my prayer life and all these different things. And I was just staying really close with the Lord and really asking people who I respected of faith, like, what, what do you think of this? I think that God's doing this in my life. Um, and those people really encouraged me. Um, and I ended up going to music school. And I thought to myself, I didn't know, like, you could make a living as a worship leader and, and be in a band. Like, that was the first thing from my mind. I was like, I'll, I'll go for recording. Um, and I ended up using recording to record our albums and stuff, but I was thinking I'd be a studio engineer for the Lord. Um, I ended up getting out of college and hating it. I did it for about a year, and I was like, I don't like recording other people's music. I want to record my own, you know what I mean? Um, so God didn't reveal his whole plan to me. It was like a step-by-step -step thing, and I had to be patient, and I constantly had to be just in the Word and, and 
um, prayerfully considering everything with the Lord and, and taking my time with it. And uh, But there are times when you just have to make that leap of faith too. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I had to go to, to school for music, there was no money for school. Um, and so, you know, we had to go. And uh, my mom ended up getting a job at the college, so I ended up getting to go for free for the, the last three years of it. So I came out with, with very little debt, um, which was just totally God's um, amazing grace in my life there too. But yeah, so sometimes it's just step by step. Yeah, I think God gives us, or Jesus gave us three things, more than that, but three things after he left was the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the community of believers, and we got to power. We got to power through with all of them. You know what I mean? If you're you're tipping the scales, if you're not if you're studying the word, and, and but you're not ever hanging out with the body of church, you're not ever sharpening each other. You're not ever. It's it's it. You need all three of them, and and with that, you'll grow in wisdom and discernment. And um, yeah, and sometimes you got to jump. Yeah, the the five ways God speaks um, are He speaks through His word, obviously. He speaks through the body of Christ, which is like your church. You know, people in your life that are Christians. Um, he speaks to the, the Holy Spirit just sometimes an impression that you might get or a vision or, or something like that. Um, but he also speaks through circumstances. Like there are circumstances that I was in that kind of just led me down God's will or God's path. Uh, so I think those, those four, there, there's, I'm sure, a couple other ways. I mean, that, he can do whatever he, do he wants. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. Right. But. Yeah. All right. Any other questions out here? We have time for probably one more. All right, I'll ask one last question up here. And uh, you, you spent some time encouraging everybody, and we appreciate that. Do you have any tips you could give us about just as you're, you're in ministry and it can be really draining? Do you have tips that you could uh, give all of us in just staying fresh with Jesus um, and just staying connected to him so that you can really clearly hear him as you're constantly pouring out? How are you guys uh, personally being filled up? And um, what are some tips you could give us about that? I think the daily disciplines of prayer and Bible reading are just the foundation. I mean, like, when I'm not in the Word and when I'm not praying, I, I start to revert back to my old self a little bit more. You know, I start to get a little bit more. So it, it's like that's my foundation. Um, but, I, you know, I, I download a lot of sermons, um, you know, obviously go to church, be a part of a community. Um, because, yeah, you're right, you are being filled just to be emptied again, you know, so you're you're kind of you know, reporting and giving the awesome things that God's done in your life, but sometimes that can be really draining. Um, and then you just, you know, you stay dependent on the Lord by continually in prayer with him all through the day, really, but um, being in his word too, and I know that's how that helps me. Yeah. Um, um, personally, I, I, I've, I subscribe to the notion, man, you, ne- you never find time. You have to make it. Not once have I ever found time. And if it's a priority, um, you'll make time for it. You, you will. And if it's not a priority, it's a different conversation, you know. And for one thing that helps me a lot is I'm a big, big fan of the Word of God. I love reading that and having the Holy Spirit make click it in my mind. I mean, it's like, man, I've read this for nine, nine years, and now I just, you know what I mean? And those moments, I'm like, I need more of that, you know. And, and another thing that's really, really um, beneficial to me is having a group of believers around that aren't afraid to talk about faith, challenge theology, and, and talk, to, talk to each other about Christian life and Christian struggles. Because what happens in that is you don't schedule time, oh, hey, man, I'm talking about Jesus. Let's, Brad, all right, we're driving to Iowa. Let's talk about Jesus for the next 20. It's just one of those things like, hey, man, I've been struggling with my pride again. Like, what, what, how do you navigate the waters? He got some years on me. So I'm like, man, like, 
what do you, how do you navigate that? And, and if you do, man, like, and you start these conversations and what you're talking about is you're talking about how to be a godly man. And right there, you have, you have moments where it's, you know, that's, I mean, that's, God's pumped about that. That's the point, you know what I mean? And so it recharges, it recharges. One of my favorite scriptures is, uh, it's in James, it's confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. And there's a lot of times when me and Spencer are just like, man, listen, I goofed up this week. Like, I need help. Like, and I'll talk to him and be like, I, you know, I did this or I did that. Like, what, what, help me out, you know, pray for me, that type of thing. And it's iron sharpening iron. But I think there is something to confessing your weaknesses or your sins to somebody else, you know, that's a brother or a sister in Christ. Um, and so brother to brother, we've, we've had a lot of those moments where it's just like, hey, I'm just, I'm struggling with my pride here. I'm struggling with this or that or the other thing. And um, there's, it's been tremendously healing when you confess your sins out loud. Um, and you're not just dealing with them by yourself, you know, because sometimes the devil can really beat you up with that type of stuff. Um, well, and I'm saying that's another yeah. thing too, man. We can't, I know we're, I don't want to go over it, but like, uh, I mean, don't ever forget, like, you guys are in a position to where you're pouring into the next generation that's, that's carrying the torch. We, we have targets on our heads. You know what I mean? You can't ever forget that that's, that's what's after you. You're not going out here having a nice time with your youth group. Sure, man, guess what? You are under fire. I, 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 if I'm the enemy, I would love for something wrong to go happen. I would love to where you have to make that phone call, right? I would... I would love to watch you stumble or watch you. You're, you are constant in the fight, and you can't lose that perspective. You can never forget that that's what you're after. You're not against each other. Our battle's not against flesh and bones, man. It's, and, and I think a lot of time, it's, Satan's just like, man, just keep it subtle. You won't know we're here. It'll just be cool. <laughs> like, we had a CD release show. Quick story, we had a CD release <laughs> show, and things just started going wrong. And I just started calling it out. I was like, this fool's tripping. Satan wasn't even trying to be subtle. He's just like, all oh, right, yeah, man, keep using... praying. Just knock something over. I'm going and someone fall. I'm like, for real? I'm like, you're not even going to try to hide it. I'm like, you've got to go, man. Like, like you got, you've been beaten on that cross. You're not welcome here. You know, like it's, and you, we, I think a lot of times we'll, we'll blame it on, you know, things that we can touch. It's because we're tired, we're weak. So it's his fault. It's, it's, it's Brad's fault that this happened. No, man, like him, when him and I are connected and we're, and we're moving forward as one unit to glorify God, that's a problem for Satan. So what am I going to do? I'm going to separate these two fools. Right. With what? Anything I got. What, I got change in my pocket. Throw that, you know, like. That's, he's, yeah, he's a mouth-breathing dummy. He hates all of us. So, he's, you know. He doesn't I mean? do like, that with just bands. He does that with youth groups. He does that with churches, you know, just sends in, uh, people into confusion, into not communicating with each other, into not, um, you know, being a part of um, connecting to Christ together. And, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets messy sometimes in ministry. Church is messy. Bands, Christian bands are messy. Um, but that's, but that's what drives us to our knees ultimately. And it's like, God, please help, you know, God, give me wisdom. God, give me strength. Um, these are constant prayers every day. She literally is. All right. Well, let's say thank you to Red Letter Hymnal. Hey, for those who just came.